Hey everyone, and welcome back to my Blacadian universe. With the uh, pandemic, um, something has been brought to light that has always been an issue in the Black community, and that is uh, our clothing. Um, the um, recommendation of wearing a mask presents a problem for uh, some people in the black community. So uh, let's talk about it. So for some people, um, the very privileged people, uh, often white people, uh, just going to say it, um, there's been lots of talk on social media and the news about people just frankly refusing to wear a mask because um, they see it as a political, um, I guess, action rather than, you know, an action, a medical recommendation to help um, keep human lives safe. Um, so the interesting thing um, in just reading articles, you know, a study recently just came out, but also just speaking with my friends and family that are black, um, wearing a mask um, and covering your face is a issue for people that are um, black because uh, it's something that a villain does. So especially for my friends that are black men, um, the world on a given, any given day of their lives sees them as a villain. That's, um, you know, what's been taught. Um, you know, we've previously talked about um, the cultivation over hundreds of years of seeing black men as a brute, this, you know, almost animal-like figure to be feared um, to protect your women from, um, you know, to justify the brutality that is done against them, sort of inhuman um, people or inhuman things. And so um, this is a real fear that uh, not only racist white people feel, but black men feel every day in their lives and so um, grappling with the choice of you know protecting their health and protecting the health of those around them they need to also be very aware of what message they're sending by how someone sees them and it's so fascinating to me because how sad that um, you know their health is threatened, not just from COVID-19, but from, you know, uh, racism. Someone could see them with a mask and think that they're on the attack, that they're trying to not protect their health, but to protect, protect their identity uh, for committing crimes. And so um, I think it's something that I really wanted to get out there because I don't know if... Um, people are so aware of this and so people are overcompensating uh, black men specifically when wearing a COVID mask uh, by choosing you know not like a plain black mask which you know any guy would prefer but something you know very uh, feminine 
uh, stereotypically feminine, I should say, and, you know, something even childlike to clearly convey um, to anybody that might see them as a threat that, oh, no, like, look at this mask. I'm clearly wearing it just for COVID. I want you to notice it, you know, um, and I thought it sort of, you know, hurt my heart a little that, you know, that they were having to make these choices, my friends, that, you know, are just wonderful people, um, that they would have to make that choice that they thought, oh my goodness, you know, it's a choice between, you know, helping to keep people safe and frankly, just not having someone run from me in terror, uh, which is, you know, (laughs) what one of my friends was just saying, he's like, you know, he's, you know, a larger um, black guy. And he was like, honestly, I look like a villain, villain to people. So he is just like, I have to make it clear. And yes, he wears he has a fabulous mask, which I'm actually you know, really interested in getting, but it's like a hot neon pink with some pineapples on it. It's adorable. But you know, these are the choices that he would make for his clothing any other day, but his masks are frankly fabulous. Um, and it's something that, um, you know, we in the black community have known for quite some time. And it may seem ridiculous to some, but it is the choice between life and death, we don't need to go any further than, you know, Trayvon Martin. Um, He was wearing a hoodie um, that, you know, most teenagers would wear without second thought. And um, it, uh, the result was that it cost him his life because someone saw him, a very racist person, uh, saw him as a threat. Um, a child as a threat because he um, was wearing something um, that any other teen would wear and uh, sorry I'm just getting emotional thinking about it and I know that parents have had to have conversations very difficult conversations with their children um, about what to wear just to try and keep them safe to strip more choice from them to choose to strip more freedom of them you know from uh, for perceived possible um dangers and that's a very difficult and horrible thing to have to do um but as any parent would know um you have to do what you have to do to keep your kids safe and the fact that you know (laughs) people would get into serious hot arguments about not wearing hoodies outside Um, because, you know, they thought they were doing what they needed to to keep their child safe is a very real, real, real thing that was happening um, in black families across Canada and America. And, um, you know, let's not kid ourselves. Our appearance, the very choices we make every day when we're getting ready to go to work and go outside and enjoy the world, our political... um, and it's a very real choice between life and death. And uh, it's just something that's, um, it, it's been coming to light now with studies that um, have been showing that. And I wanted to draw the comparison between not just COVID masks, but, but anything uh, that a black person wears is um, a, a decision that is how we're presenting ourselves to the world and it's a statement about who we are because we are so closely we're so scrutinized for our race that we have to um, make additional decisions 
um, every day that most people won't, uh, that people that are privileged don't have the, um, the um, burden of thinking about. So in addition to uh, the pandemic and wearing a mask, something that's also been very political from a very, for a long time um, in black history is um, our hair. And so I think a study that came out uh, to confirm what, you know, every black person <laughs> uh, already knew was that um, black people that choose to have uh, natural hair styles, you know, you know, dreadlocks, afros, uh, those kinds of things were, you know, less likely to get um, jobs. Um, you know, there's been tons of cases, uh, you know, there's the Crown Act and just all these kinds of um, movements to try and protect those choices. But, you know, that's just systemic racism at its an example, one of many examples of systemic uh, racism that exists that keeps, um, you know, black people from having a normal self-expression out of, you know, having a better life. That The fact that you have to choose to change yourself, to present yourself in a way that is, um, you know, altering. It's it's not like, you know, wearing, I want to wear sweatpants to work. It's, you know, a choice. I can put something on my body, but what's naturally growing out of my hair is so offensive to somebody that I'm not able to get a job despite my qualifications is a real problem. And, um, you know, I, in my work, I, you know, talk about it all the time that I occupy white space and I've had to have, you know, conversations about my hair. Um, as an object of fascination to, you know, white people. And um, I am, you know, I try to be a champion for these kinds of things. And I absolutely support people. You know, I get the difference between someone being curious and racist for some people. Unfortunately, I am the only black person that they would feel comfortable um, asking these questions to. So I do take that role, you know, <laughs> seriously and um i want to you know educate people as much as i don't want to um i would it's not my chosen role it's given um and i take it on reluctantly but i mean it's one of those things that i do think about when i go in for an interview uh before people get to know me that you know i do have natural um, black hair and the styles that I would choose to wear it in, you know, protective styles or just, you know, in my preferred state, which is just, you know, fabulous and out and huge and beautiful. Um, you know, I know that, you know, the white spaces that I'm occupying, I don't have the luxury of wearing my hair like that, especially not at first. I think I've told the story of, you know, how I was taking swimming lessons way back in the day. And <laughs> I was in high school, you know, just trying to get my um, lifeguard certificate. And it's just this whole thing. Anyways, and I had a summer job and, you know, just straightening my hair was killer on my hair. And I was just like, you know what? They're going to see it. They got to see it. I just have to get the 
course, you know, I'm washing my hair every day with this chlorine in it. I'm trying to protect it. And I was like, it's just too much in addition to all the stuff I'm doing to it to have to straighten it every day for these people. So I was like, you know what? Just let it out. And it actually went really well to my surprise. But of course, I already had the job. I should mention that. <laughs> um, and I was nervous. I was nervous about going in there and having them see you know, the real me, which is absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, even uh, as a teenager, I was very self-assured. And I was like, you know what, if they fire me, I'm gonna burn this place down. And of course, they were wonderful, wonderful, accepting people. They were great. But um, I just, I think that um, I do wanted to want to call attention to it that it is a political decision that you know people might think that I am being political if I wear my hair a certain way Um, what will that mean to the people I interact with with clients and you know if I'm trying to get something approved or you know whatever the case may be um, I do have to present a um, uh, an acceptable level of blackness I mean they when they look at me they are going to see a black woman there's nothing um about that that I can change but I mean the choices between what I'm wearing and you know I have to often go overly conservative you know um right now with COVID and people working from home I never had the luxury of just being like you know in my sweats or whatever the case might be and I always still dress very professionally because I know that that would um read different on me versus, you know, someone who was white. I mean, the level of authority that I have is based on um, people's perception of me. And I'm always working against the assumption that I'm underqualified. And so I have to, you know, take that all into account. And that does include my hair, Um, especially working from home. I know people are like, oh, I just don't bother. I don't do anything. And I still have to present a um, different you know, even that part of my um, presentation has to be uh, controlled for a white audience. And uh, so, you know, I just sort of sort of roll my eyes here when people are saying that they've given up doing this or that, because for a lot of uh, my peers, you know, the presentation and the pressures are still the same because everything we do is political. Our appearance is political. And, um, it's something that we balance with when navigating um, white space. So to end, I just wanted to highlight the fact that, you know, the politics of black clothing is something that I'm glad is getting a lot of attention now, um, especially with the pandemic and wearing a mask and maybe uh, will help change people's opinions and minds about um, how they see us, you know, just being able to see uh, black people as individuals and not just, um, you know, stereotypes or villains, um, that we can be more of ourselves that when, you know, they see someone who just has, you know, a mask on, they just know that they're trying to keep themselves as well as others safe and they're not you know trying to hide something not you know something more sinister is at work and when someone sees me with (laughs) my natural hair out that it just means that uh, 
I didn't feel like straightening it today. So, <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, that is my hope. Thanks for joining me and I will talk to you next time.